listening to The Rick Z Show. I'm your host, Rick Z, and I'm really excited because on today's episode, we have a band that I've been trying to get on The Rick Z Show for a long time. They're hard to pin down. They're hot right now. They have a new album out called High on Cake. Fantastic. Otis and Melvin. Guys, welcome to The Rick Z Show. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Really nice to be here. Um, Let me just say, uh, Rick Z, you're excited to have us on the show, but we are excited to be on the show. That's really nice. I appreciate you saying that. That's a, it's an honor to have you here. You guys make such interesting music. It's fun. It's festive. It's wacky. It's weird. Thank you. It's really great. I love it. You guys are so different in your personality, in your look, in your approach. Yet when you play music, it fits like a glove. I mean, I'm really fascinated with the whole thing. Where did you guys meet, and how did this union first begin? I'll let I'll let uh, Otis. Uh run with this one. Okay. Well, so uh, we have to first understand uh, uh, Slim Whitman. Uh, Slim Whitman. Slim Whitman, the, the singer, the yodeler. Yes. When I was a boy, I used to listen to Slim, Slim Whitman over and 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 over again. Yeah, and no, I get it. Was I get very, it. That is how it all began. But I listened to Slim Whitman and I started learning to yodel. And I love Slim Whitman. Well, Slim Whitman is iconic, but, I mean, he's kind of old. I mean, you guys have a new sound. I, I, I can't believe that Otis and Melvin music is influenced by Slim Whitman. Well, it's only influenced by Slim Whitman because of how we met. I mean, his music has nothing to do with our music. It's an interesting story because Otis lived in Red Hook, New York, just a little bit. We're a Rhinebeck band. But uh, he he was doing a beer delivery in Red Hook. and I was driving the beer truck down to um, New York City. And as I'm driving down, I see a big billboard that says, uh, Slim Whitman is playing tonight at Radio City Music Hall. And so I, I said, this is, this is amazing. I can't believe it. So I, I went down to uh, Radio City. I, I, I veered away from where I was supposed to be delivering beer. I parked the truck. I go into... Radio City Music Hall, and, and I'm seeing Slim Whitman very much live. And at this time that this was going on, I was getting a cheese sandwich across the street, and I was like, I'm going and over there. And then after Slim Whitman was finished, I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, 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 no. You're Otis, I'm Melvin. Your name comes first, you speak first. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So then... But I do want to say, that when I got in there, I saw Otis, and he was on stage, and I... We waited until the very end of the show, and we I kind of got up on stage, you know, jamming together, and the jam. Oh, we but had, that was later in the night. I trailed him from there to the gully. I think he played later. You know, guys, in the gully. I, I do appreciate your accuracy. You want to paint this uh, picture, but we don't have a lot of time on the show to do it. I mean, I do want to hear more about this history a little bit later, perhaps when we're not on air, for example. How about we play a song off your first album? I, I would love to do that. Oh, okay. I just I want the listeners to hear a little something. Hear what you sound like. Uh, you released your first album when? I think that was uh, two, two, 2002. 2002. You had some great songs. I love the title track, Chasing Geese. Let's take a listen to that, okay? Sounds okay. good to me. I live on a farm in Plowborough, New Orleans. I wear a hockey mask and a pair of Wrangler jeans. I go fishing at the crack of dawn Just to get myself some peace But what I really like to do is Chase geese One more time I said what I really like to do is Chase geese I got a wife named Gretel and a cow named Hester Sue I got ten angry chickens and a dying gazelle Also I like 
to jeer at the mailman and annoy the police. Mm, but what I really like to do is chase geese. One more time. I said what I really like to do is chase geese. My family's always wondering why I acted like a nut. When they would ask me, all that I would say was, What? Now I got a better life, I'm just doing what I please. What I please. Chasing I love that song. That's so much fun. What a great song. Uh, nice job, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. We're Thank proud you. of that one ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, you should be. It's a wonderful song. Kids love it. Adults love it alike. One of my favorites. And I noticed on your Chasing Geese album, when you open the album and you take the CD out, underneath that clear tray, you, you've got it stuffed with feathers. It's like a cool gimmick. And I, I thought that, I always loved that. I thought that was so cool. But when I saw the High on Cake album, here it is right here, a great copy of it. And when you open it, oh my gosh, it's like a wonderland. It's how lucky would you be to buy this album? And look at all this stuff. You've got a biography on the band here. Otis, would you read for our listeners your biography? Oh, the, yes. The Otis and Melvin uh, biography. Okay, hand me that little 16-page booklet. Oh, okay. Yeah, inside the... Thank you. Okay, so there here it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is. Yep. And uh, here, Melvin is uh, Melvin's um, biography. Uh, After the colossal success of Otis and Melvin's debut album, Chasing Geese, Melvin, dazed by stardom and believing he had become godlike, leapt atop a timid mule deer and attempted to jump over seven tractor trailers full of rare and priceless antique bells from Hungary. After extensive therapy and a stay at rehab, he returned to music. Melvin's longtime girlfriend, Lily, made parole and as expected, left Melvin for a short Greek taxidermist named Sergio. During her incarceration, Lily's pet ball constrictor, Francois, stalked and swallowed a hapless delicatessen owner. His bones were bleached and later set on display. Still carrying the torch for Lily, Melvin opened his own roadside stand called Peppered Caribou on Stick. And now I'll read Otis also. Otis, and that's me, following... Otis's off-putting solo tour, Otis, and believe me, it hurts me to say that. Thanks to Melvin's mortifying departure from the band, he returned to the U.S. in shame and receded into seclusion. When it became obvious that no one noticed he was missing, he re-emerged with a fervent pep, a pork pie hat, and a bowieville named Clem. The stage was set for Otis and Melvin's triumphant return. When Melvin received the news of Otis' renewed zeal, he was so replete with glee that he shinied up his shoe buckles, licked a tree stump, and said the word crouton repeatedly until it lost all meaning to him. That is it. Oh, that's great, Otis. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, it's fascinating stuff. And Melvin, how has your recovery been, and are you okay? Actually, yeah. Uh, 
I guess my ego got a little bit out of check, you could say, and uh, took a little time to shrink it down to size, but uh, I'm going to be uh, in the Gold Star book in uh, as little as 18 months. Uh, Dr. Donnie is very proud of me. Well, we're very proud of you too, Melvin. I'm curious about one thing, though, the timid mule deer that you mounted to accomplish this strange feat. Uh, how is the deer doing? Well, it's been a long road, I'll say that, but the deer is doing fine. Uh, also had extensive therapy and, last I heard, has started a family uh, But we should also remember that the mule deer was timid even before you jumped onto it and jumped over the seven tractor trailers full of rare and, pri- and priceless antique well, so, from Hungary. So what are you saying? Well, it was anxious. It was an anxious, timid mule deer. Well, he already was neurotic, needed therapy. Otis, by the way, I've noticed, because I'm a host, I notice things about my guests. Hmm. You have holes in both pairs of socks. Is that a new style? <laughs> that is so embarrassing. Well, <laughs> I, it, I thought it might maybe. You make me embarrassed. I'm so sorry. You see this, my socks have holes, both of them. Yes, they do. They I, do. I mean, you guys are making a lot of money right holes. now. You, you don't have money for socks? What's going on here? Where are those holes Okay, I'll from? explain it. I'll explain it. My... Oh, I have, when we were playing in Mexico City, Mexico, we uh, were playing and we noticed that my hotel room was infested with bow weevils. And this is because many bow weevils are in Mexico. Well, I really took to a bow weevil and I named him Clem. And so my bow weevil named Clem now goes with me everywhere. But here's the thing. The bow weevils eat cotton and I put him in my socks and he eats the cotton in my socks. What, he sleeps like in your sock in drawer? In my socks drawers, yes. Okay. Well, and sometimes in my socks when we're performing. Wow. Yeah. During the performances? Sometimes. Is that distracting? It uh, tickles a little bit, yeah. but no. I imagine I'm so. I'm used to it. Okay. Well, listen. I mean, here's the thing. I, I knew all that stuff from the bio already, but I'm interested in who... I mean, you're a busy guy. Who takes care of Clem? Who feeds Clem and, and looks after Clem while you're on stage most of the time? We have an animal tender who looks after him when uh, he's on the uh, tour bus. He stays, Bow Weevil Clem, stays on the, on the tour bus while we are performing sometimes, too, when he's not in my sock. I hear that Clem leads a very extravagant life. He only eats, like, cherries, Jubilee, and he only drinks the finest Perrier. Is that yes. true or just tabloid rumor? It's true. We call Clem king. Mm-hmm. Clem is king. Clem is king. King Clem. King Clem. Clem is king. King of bow weevils. Yeah, what exactly? King Clem. What exactly for our listeners is a bow weevil? Uh, not too sure it's myself. It's like I a know. little insect. It has a little bit of a trunk like an elephant. But like a teeny. proboscis. Yes, very tiny. Mm-hmm. And he eats the, uh, the cotton. You know, Otis, you have such an interesting accent. Where exactly are you from? Ah, my home country is uh, Olian Kaora. Oh, say again? Olean Kaora. Say again? Olean Kaora. Olean Kaora. Where exactly is that? Not Kaora, Kaora. And where yes. is that exactly? Oh, it's a very easy to find. It's a little... Well, I've only been there twice. Yes, two times. That's right, to mm-hmm. see my grandmother. All right. It's a teeny tiny continent. Jimmy, between the island of Hengelborg and uh, Itchkick. Wait, uh, between what two the islands? two islands, you know. Hengelborg and Itchkick. Hengel... Oh, okay. And uh, is it... Is it sunny there? I mean, what's it like? Sometimes sunny, sometimes no, not sunny. 
Okay. I'm looking through this atlas right now trying to find them. I can't find them anywhere. Where would they be listed? Where would I find these countries? It's very easy. Everybody knows where this is. Everybody knows. Okay. What hemisphere is that in, Otis? Oh, it is uh, is in the middle of the hemisphere. In the middle of the hemisphere? Would that be the equator? Is that what you mean? No, not by the equator, but the other hemisphere. The other hemisphere. On the other side? It's almost like its own hemisphere it has. It's almost like its own. Yeah. So it's it's separate from the hemisphere. Wh- what hemisphere? It's another hemisphere. It's another one. Yeah. Okay. That one. All right. Well, moving on. Uh, it's great stuff. Uh, very interesting. You should come also to my country. I love geography. I would love to go. Thank you. I would love to go to Thank your you. country. Well, regardless of where you guys are from, either of you, you both are citizens of the world because you play all over the place in all these different countries. But what's really intriguing to me is that you guys are called something different in every country that you play. It, it's unbelievable. Melvin, tell us some of the countries that you guys have played in and what you're called there. In Germany, we're called Oxnar and Inch. And in Spain, where I'm still o- Otis, but it's together, Otis y Melvos. Otis y Melvos, yes, that's a good one. In Sweden, we're uh, Jorken and Jorken. Uh, what are you guys in China, do you know? In China, we're called Run for the Hills if you value your children's health and your jewelry. Run for the hills if you value your children's health and your jewelry? Is that right? That's the translation, Otis and Melvin. Okay. Yeah. It turns out that in Suriname, we're known as Creepo and Polluter. And in Liechtenstein, we're uh, Chicken Feet and Dumpster Run. Chicken Feet and Dumpster Run? What, what kind of translation is that? But the funniest is in Burma, we're called Muffy Has a Short-Haired Ox. Well, in Burma, Muffy Has a Short-Haired Ox. Well, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, what about in Tibet? I, I hear you guys are very big in Tibet. Uh, what, what's the, what are you guys called in Tibet? As you may know, a lot of people have taken a vow of silence in that part of the world, and there isn't actually a spoken word. It's more like a gesture, where you gesture your, your throttling a flashlight. And in Scotland, we're called Koning Amach Artir. Is that Gaelic? It's Gaelic, yeah. What does it mean? A stay out of our country. Well, that's not good. We don't play there. Well, I'm just going to pick a name randomly to spin the wheel here. How about in Zambia, Melvin? What are you called there? Oh, in Zambia, we're uh, Randy and Floyd. Randy and Floyd? Well, that's so mundane for such an exotic place. Uh, okay, great. Well, i got to say, I mean, the tour has got to be fantastic. I haven't seen you guys live, not outside of this country in any case, but the album is just fantastic new album and all, this, all these inserts and, and special things. Uh, I just love it. Uh, tell me a little bit about how the album was made, who's on it, and where was it recorded? Oh, we had a lot of fun making the album, especially there's one song that's called Lemon Yellow Limo. And Lemon Yellow Limo. Lemon Yellow Limo. Lemon Yellow Limo, like the car, yes. And it's about a man who is obsessed with the color yellow. Where does that come from, uh, obsessed with the color yellow? How do you guys write songs? That's part of Melvin's biography. Well... It's kind of an autobiographical song. Um, when I was a kid, I was on a bus. And I had a little incident. Um, I was drinking lemonade, and we crossed the bus driver crossed the double yellow lines. And well, there was—I don't like to talk about it. I put a lot of my personal life into my music, so I don't like to actually discuss the personal stuff. Just uh, listen to the listen to the song, I guess. Uh, I still haven't 
fully come to grips with it, but writing songs about it really but, helps. But, but, but Melvin, tell them when last summer you had the hepatitis also. That contributed. Well, it wasn't me. It was my friend Gary that had hepatitis. A lot of people think it was me. Gary had he hepatitis back in June. And he loved it because he was yellow. Well, he also was on the same bus with Gary me. Gary didn't love it, but Melvin loved it. Well, oh, well. Melvin. Oh. Say. I'm not sure I... Uh, can talk about this right now. Uh, Melvin, we don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. Um, just tell me about the making of Lemon Yellow Limo, which is... Uh, we had this one part that was so fun because we had the whole crowd of our friends in the studio and we make a clapping sound for the the car that goes by a room sound. What a joy. And we're all clapping like a crowd. We just uh, randomly picked people off the street and said, come on, we, we're going to have you yell here. When we say Lemon Yellow Limo, you, oh, you all go nuts. Yeah, it was really it. And you can hear this in the track itself. Oh, yeah, it's there. It's there. It was really fun. Well, it sounds really interesting. I'd love to hear it. Can, would you guys mind if we played a little something off the new album, particularly Lemon Yellow Limo? Well, please do. We'd be honored. Sleek black jimmies and a yellow silk fedora Giraffe rug upon his floor Most colors of the spectrum he ignores Just one color he adores It thrills him to the core and more So won't you hear that kitchen roar? Here comes the lemon yellow limo
that is a great song. I love that. That's so much fun. I can hear that crowd cheer too. And I just love this album. It's it's got you know your Chasing Geese uh, CD. I noticed released in two thousand two had a little bit of a gimmick. It was fun. Underneath the CD, through the clear tray, you can see feathers that were stuffed into the CD. What a great gimmick. On this album, you actually have a, a birthday candle. The album is high on cake, and you have a birthday candle inserted into the spine of each Rick of the Z, CD. Yes? I'll tell you why that is. Why is I'll that? I'll tell you always? why that is. Okay. Because life is like a party. Hmm. Ah, except it is decidedly not like a party. Uh, oh. It's not. It's very sad sometimes, sad. so we want it to feel like a party for people. So mm. we inserted the candle for your enjoyment. Mm -hmm. You can put it on your cake. You can put it on your cupcake. You can put it on your morning bran muffin. Anything mm. you like. It's for the fun. Well, it's an awful lot of fun. And I, you know what else is a lot of fun is having you guys on the show. But we're out of time, which is not a lot of fun. So I'm hoping, against all hope, that you guys are willing to come back on next week's show so we can continue the fun. Are you guys willing to come back? Okay, yes. We would love to come back. It's, yes, would, we do. It would be a true honor. We do. It's been wonderful. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week, and we'll discuss, well, there's so much more to talk about. You've been listening to The Rick Z Show. I'm your host, Rick Z. Every week, produced and engineered by Rusty Johnson. Come back next week and hear part two of Otis and Melvin, High on Cake. Mm -hmm.